some crazy thing And I can't get a break Been trying to talk to you But nothing that I say my Even though I try to keep an open mind I can't do this on my own When I'm weak, you're strong I'm a leader, yeah When nothing else stands Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a leader, yeah It's out of my head I'm a leader, yeah I'm leaning on the other, I believe. 
That's Shannon Moore, of course. You know, I love Shannon Moore from Maverick City. It's six o'clock. And I'm so excited to be here. I have the biggest smile on my face. And welcome to episode number six. See, I almost said 16. Oh my gosh, I'm going far ahead. I mean, to say 13. Oh my gosh. So it is Healing of the Heart um, podcast with, um, this is Keisha Henry, and I am your host, and um, this is episode number 13. <sighs> Can you feel that sigh? <laughs> um, really excited. Every time I sit in front of my microphone, you know, I get so excited. And just moments before I come on, I usually get like a little nervous. Because I'm like, am I really going to do this podcast? Am I going to do this? Am I really doing this? I get nervous sometimes, um, but it's good nerves, you know. Any kind of task that we're taking on, a good dose of, you know, uh, what I wish I said, equitable amount of um, dosage of, um, you know, a little bit of angst or nervousness is always helpful. Um, it, it reminds me that what I'm doing is important, but not too much now, not too much, because then I won't be able to do anything, right? Um, but welcome to Healing of the Heart podcast, episode number 13, talking about gratitude. And I think it was really, I wouldn't say only think, but I feel in my heart that it was so important to do an episode on gratitude, especially after having um, done episode on grief that, you know, I was not planning on doing. But again, if you listen to that, that episode, which had quite a few listeners on and also persons downloading that podcast. Um, it was just something that came out of the way because um, I lost one of my childhood friends, uh, Chantel Nelson. And so I, I just feel like it was such a heavy, heavy topic. And I just, in the midst of grief, you know, um, one of the important things to do while you're working through grief is, is to practice gratitude. And that's I felt in my heart, really felt it was impressed upon my heart to really do this episode on gratitude. So I think it's appropriate to do it. And I'm going to play Shan Lamora. I'm going to lean on you um, just to kind of give persons a chance to, you know, log on this evening. Um, so let's do that. Let's play that one more time. And I usually do that for like another two or three minutes, just the duration of the song to give other persons a chance to to log on this evening. So here we go. Let's play Chandler Moore one more time. Feel some type of way, way. Try to escape the shallow. I want to be the king, king. Nothing that I take seems like it's working. My back's against the ropes. Even though I try to keep an open mind, I can't do this on my own. And when I'm weak, I'm strong. I believe in you. When nothing else stands, no. yes, I believe in you. I believe in you. 
you think And I can't get a break Been trying to talk to you But nothing that I say Seems like it's working My battle is a Even though I try to keep an open mind I can't do this on my own when I'm weak, you're strong, I'm a leader, yeah, hey. When nothing else stands, yeah, 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 I'm a leader, yeah. It's out of my head, oh, I'm a leader, yeah, hey. I'ma keep on leaning, I'ma keep on leaning on you, on you. I'ma keep on leaning, I'ma keep on leaning inside of my hands. Take it all, take it all. I don't understand. Take it all. another piece of his talking about feelings halfway through this podcast all right i'm gonna put him in the background now so we can continue so yeah let's let's come back it's about seven after so about six or seven after i usually just kind of just roll with it so Welcome to episode number 13, Gratitude. How are you guys doing? I always say guys. It's not guys. Girls and, you know, guys, how are you doing? It's Saturday. It's a beautiful Saturday evening. I don't know for you guys. My daughter had a soccer game this morning at 9 o'clock. First game of the spring season. And she lost. Her, her team lost. <laughs> Five to one. Terrible. But this morning was so nice. You know, I actually worked today, too. I worked in the office today for a couple of hours. Um, it was great. It really was. 
um, always an opportunity. At least I view that it is because I, I get to do this. So this morning was beautiful. Just reflecting on the day. You know, my uh, location right now, I'm in Loxahatchee and I'm doing this podcast. I'm looking at my window with this big tree. I don't know the name of this tree, but it's so beautiful. I think I'm going to take a picture and post it um, this evening after I'm finished or while I'm talking. But this morning was really a beautiful morning. If you're in South Florida, um, you know that particularly Palm Beach County, this morning was beautiful. I mean, it was nice. It, it didn't start getting hot until like around uh, like 11, 12 o'clock. And I really felt a lot of gratitude for just the weather itself. It was beautiful because, and you know, it was just nice and cool. It was breezy. It was, if you pay attention this morning to any of uh, what nature offered this morning, it was really a reminder that, you know, there is still something to be grateful for. So I am your host, Keisha Henry. I am a licensed clinical social worker, psychotherapist, and author of Healing of the Heart. This podcast was born out of that book. And if you listen to any of the episodes, I always spend a few minutes talking about, you know, how, how and why this podcast came to be. But um, not too much of that tonight, but um, just a little bit to say here that this is how this podcast got started. <clears throat> um, it came out of the book. I'm a kid out of my uh, my own pain and my own suffering, um, which actually brought me into into social work, into practicing, and into working with women and girls. And from all of that came the book Healing of the Heart, which you can find at healingoftheheart.co. And by the way, quick update here that the book is finally almost on Amazon. It's been a it's been a to do, honestly. One of my uh, what should I say setbacks. Um, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Ingram Publishing has worked with me to get this over to um, to Instagram. Excuse me, Instagram too. Oh my God, to Amazon. Can I get my words right tonight? Um. So yeah, that's that's who I am. And um, you know, so I'm an author as of December. And it's so funny. A lot of persons are saying, "I know you're onto the second book. You guys know too much." Yeah, I am. Don't know the title of that yet, but. I don't know. I really love doing the work that I do. And this podcast is no different. So what is this podcast about? Well, I told you it's this podcast about my own pain and my own suffering that brought me into the work that I do. And that continues to just evolve, you know, as the days go by, um, just, you know, being able to walk in my purpose and, you know, what was born in my heart, what was placed in my heart to do. And I continue to do that. And this podcast really is one of those things. And I'm so happy that you get to be a part of it. Um, like I said, mentioned earlier, when I get to go to the office, I don't really consider that work. The moment I think it's work, that's when something is wrong. Honestly, that's when I'm no longer, you know, um, working from my heart, but working from my head and, and other scope that is not appropriate or, or beneficial, but <clears throat> I love what I do. It's, and, and, and from what I'm hearing, most persons, you know, feel the same way that they can feel that in the work that we do together. Not just by myself, but the team at New Beginning Healing Institute. So yeah, so this is where this podcast comes from. So what is this podcast about? You probably get the general sense. It's about pain, suffering, and working through that to become our better selves and to find meaning in our pain, our suffering. So we can not only you know have a better life for ourselves, but of course it's not only about us, but about others. And those others are many others. You know, your family, your friends, strangers. I might dare say because I meet a lot of strangers every day. In this practice community, I meet people every single day, and I love it. And so this podcast is about all of that. It's about, you know, a commitment to yourself um, to grow, 
um, to be curious, to to leave judgment at the door, as I say to everyone who walks through my door. Like, you know, let's talk about judgment and curiosity. That we get to, you know, build that out to see what that really means. And um, once persons get an understanding of that, well, we start checking that stuff at the door, judgment, and we begin to, you know, look at curiosity about many different facets in in our circumstances and our predicaments, and so. The podcast is an extension of that. We just get to continue to be curious, right? So we can learn from our pain, our suffering, so we can become better, so we can actually have purpose in life. Like without purpose, there is nothing. Really, there is, and you think about that. Um, and so that's what this podcast is. And I always say here too, you know, one of my code of ethics that I, I've signed on to when I became a social worker is to do the least amount of harm. And so this podcast sometimes can be difficult emotionally, right? And so if you, anything we talk about that, you know, I always learned in graduate school, you cannot save ev- any and everyone from being triggered. You can do your best, but you can't always, you know, predict that. So one of the things I like to always do is to, you know, make sure we provide an environment that is one that is about safety. And so this continues here too. And so if we talk about something that's a little bit triggering for you, I always ask you, please take care of yourself first, practice self-compassion, pause the podcast. If you download it, pause, step away, do whatever you need to do that's healthy, that will take care of your emotional needs and your your, your space, right? So um, that's who I am and that's what this podcast is. And I usually just kind of uh, pause right here, just take a little break and we're going to play, finish playing Chandler Moore. And then we'll go right into um, gratitude. So we finished up Chandler Moore. So let's continue. Oh my goodness. So let's get for real, for real. So how was your week this week? Oh my gosh. Like just about everyone that I've spoken to this week, whether I'm working or outside of work, everyone is saying, man, this week was heavy. This week was hard. And it was, it was, it was for me too. You know, um, it was just a heavy week personally, not even professionally, personally, you know, on the home front, it was just a tough week. It just felt heavy. It felt like everything, like any task or any, just things trying trying to get something done or whatever it is. It was just hard. This week was just, talk about obstacles. It was just, you know, and coming from the week prior, having gone to my childhood um, friend's uh, funeral. Oh my gosh, that was tough. That was tough, tough, tough. 
And, you know, so that was last Saturday. Chantel was buried and uh, it was just raw for me the entire weekend. Um, it just was. I was tired. You know, uh, fatigue will make you feel physically tired. I was tired. Um, I was already tired going into that physically. And then that happened. And, uh, and then the week ahead was like, like, I don't know, like a whirl, whirlwind. It was really tough. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Send me a message. Let me know if you had a crazy week. And, you know, interestingly, this week, just that's just passing now, is spring break for some college um, students. Um, even at uh, Palm Beach State, where I actually teach, um, my students are on break. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to get a nice break this week. And mm -mm, it was kind of rough, guys. So gratitude. So if you notice on my post um, on Instagram, TikTok, and also Facebook, I think I finally got those correct, that I was talking about gratitude every day. I had to be intentional this week. And you know what? Gratitude typically normally does not come hard for me. But let me just declare right now, I am a human mother. I'm a human wife. I'm a human therapist. I'm a human Christian. I am a human everything. Okay. So and I always say this when I'm practicing too, like I'm in my humanity um, because I, it's true. Not because I'm the expert at what I do. I'm not the expert on anyone's life. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not expert on your life, period. Expert in a textbook, you know, I can quote different theories, you know, this, that, and the third, but it doesn't mean anything. I'm still human. I'm in my humanity. And, you know, I feel a range of emotions like anyone else. And so this week was tough. I had some, you know, things on the home front that just knocked me out of off my feet. And uh, I don't know, it was just tough. So gratitude this week was really intentional for me. And so you probably saw that on my post. Now, somebody in the community, um, I wrote, I think one day I wrote, so gratitude. Um, today I'm thankful for, and I said, fill in the blank for yourself. And for me, and I, and I stated what I was, you know, gratitude, you know, grateful for. And one of the days I wrote, I'm thankful that my grandmother taught me how to pray. That is for real. Like when I was three years old, I used to always see my grandmother from three years old onward, right? I saw my grandmother get up at like five o'clock in the morning and in Jamaica, she would light lamp, uh, light the lamp, like strike the match, take the lampshade off, turn the wick up, right? Light the lamp, blow the, the, the match out and put the lampshade back on. And I see her under the covers. I said, because I'm not up, of course, but I'm peeping through my blanket. And I would, you know, watch her read her Psalms and she would pray, right? And, and I used to hear her call out a bunch of names. I'm like, is this prayer going to end? Oh my gosh, because I would like to go back to sleep. I remember thinking, I'm laughing now because then it wasn't funny. It was actually annoying. Um, but little did I know that, you know, years later that I would need to do those same things. And I get up at 530 in the morning, not quite at five o'clock, grandma. I get up at 530 and I actually pray and meditate. And I got to tell you, this week was hard for me. I'm not kidding. Like this human is telling you that, you know, as the expert on, you know, in psychotherapy on many different topics, I, this week was hard. It was hard to pray. It was hard to be grateful for anything. Uh, I, I, I felt very cynical this week. I felt very angry this week. You know, I'm like, why, why, why? And so in the midst of all of that, you know, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this topic is, it does, it really needs to be on gratitude because here's the deal. A lot of us, um, you know, we're facing a lot of, um, struggles, 
obstacles, um, including grief, grief and loss, accumulated grief. You know, right now I'm working with someone in the practice community and actually it's a male. I don't work with a lot of males, but the few that come, like I always say, the few that brave it to come, they come, you know, and this one, but this person in particular, he just lost his wife, you know, and um, so I'm doing grief work professionally. And, you know, so it's just people are having um, a lot of different things happen that's outside of their control. And so we're human. That's why I say I'm human this, I'm human this, I'm, I'm human everything, because that's true. I'm in my humanity every single day. And so this week, I really had to be intentional, and it was extremely difficult um, to, to, to have to do it. Again, and, you know, in life, there are times when this gratitude thing comes much easier than other days. But I have to tell you that it's been pretty raw for me this week. And, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that I love the fact that I get to do the work that I do because you know what? It actually lifts my spirit. That's one of the things about gratitude that we're going to get into later on. Uh, but I just want to declare up front because I want to build, um, always build a gap, you know, connect the gap, right? So I'm trying to build a bridge to connect us to say, I'm talking about gratitude, not from only from a professional, you know, experience or experiences, but from a personal one that this week it was tough. And I really had to, you know, by God's grace that he helped me to be able to practice gratitude. So tonight, the outline tonight, we're going to talk about the history of gratitude, right? The history of it, because, you know, like, seriously, when you think about gratitude, what comes to mind for you now? Persons listening to this podcast, you, you come from a range of different backgrounds. Like, you know, your culture perhaps is similar or maybe different from mine. I don't know. You know, I grew up in, you know, in the Caribbean and, you know, our primary, you know, expression there is Christianity, you know, um, although we have a different range of that that's practiced back home. I mean, you have Anglicans, you know, you have... Um, What's the, the other, I, when I grew up, I, you know, I saw persons that went to the Anglican church, the Seventh-day Adventists, but we all call ourselves Christians, you know, so different way of, ways of expressing that. But so, you know, you, 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 you may be able to relate to gratitude in a different way, right? I don't know. But, you know, when you think about gratitude, I don't know what image comes to mind, right? As I mentioned earlier, I alluded earlier about my grandmother. When I think of gratitude, I think from a Christian point of view, religion then, right? Religion and spirituality. So when I think about gratitude, that's where my experience comes from in terms of being grateful or giving thanks, quote unquote. That's where my experience, and that's where my mind automatically goes or images that come to my mind for gratitude, right? So I'm thinking about church already when I think about gratitude. Uh, and, and you know, if we're not careful, we exclude persons who don't think like that, but we don't want to do that. We want to include all persons here tonight. Because, you know, I really want to normalize gratitude, right? So we're going to look at the history of gratitude, the purpose of gratitude, history, the purpose of it. Um, so we don't just kind of make it like, kind of like uh, rote, you know, or just cliche. We don't want to make that rote or cliche. Yeah, be, grat be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. You know, it's almost like that saying, it is what it is. I don't like that. <laughs> like, it's really needed. So we're going to look at the history of gratitude. Bear with me. Um, the purpose of gratitude and, um, you know, taking a look at gratitude in the midst of difficulties. Like I was challenged this week. Now, is this the first time I felt challenged to be grateful? No, but I got to tell you, this week was the most difficult I have experienced in a very long time. 
Okay. Um, it, it has been. And so, oh, microphone. I touched my microphone. Sorry, guys. So this week has been the most difficult. So we're going to take a look at, you know, being intentional with gratitude in the midst of difficult times. And as I mentioned earlier, talking about grief and loss, like, <laughs> oh my, you know, so we're going to look at that. And then we're going to look at the benefits of doing it anyway, right? Even when you don't feel like it, right? So this is where you grow the most. And so, so that's what we're going to take a look at. It's now 625. We have lots of time to cover these um, areas of gratitude this evening. But I want to play this song by Monty G. Monty G says, and after we play Monty G, we're going to dive right into the history of gratitude. I like this song. It's very uplifting. Um, and I don't know, it kind of um, touches on, hmm, it just lifts the spirit while we're going to talk about tough things. How about that? So here we go. Yo, this is Monty G, and you're listening to King of the Jungle. Glory be to the most high. Hallelujah. 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 I'm feeling better just praising right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, anyhow. I'm gonna make my praise loud and sing it out. Yeah. In the midst, I'm gonna praise you. Oh, going through, I'm gonna praise you. Hey, it doesn't matter what it feels like. I can still smile and say hallelujah, anyhow. In the midst, I'm gonna praise you. Oh, going true, I'm gonna praise ya. Hey, it doesn't matter what it seems like. I know the sunlight shines on me now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, anyhow. I'm gonna make my praise loud and sing it out. When the weight of the world falls on me. Sometimes I even let fear creep upon me Saying you can't do this and you can't do that But yeah, I'm not too fat step back Cause I'm reminded when I praise you You lift my burden and I thank you Cause what I'm going through I'm only passing through So I say hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah Oh, I'm feeling better just praising It feels like I'm gonna drown. You lift me up. Cause I know that you love me. When I live by your word, I'm invincible. Every priest, every line and principle. Cause what I'm going through, I'm just passing through. So I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm feeling better just praising now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, 
I love that song. I'm such a hypocrite singing that song because you know what? I don't always feel like that. I don't. But see, here's the thing. We can always go by our feelings, right? So because we can always go by our feelings, it's important to understand, you know, our history and to understand the meaning of things. So even when we don't feel like it, we have something that we can draw upon. We can be reminded. We can have references, right? Reference point. So gratitude. So come to find out, you know, gratitude has been around a very, very, very long time. I mean, um, how many centuries? AD, <laughs> um, so BC, right? Um, there are many philosophers out there before our time, like Aristotle, like Cicero. I like Cicero, some of his stuff, not always. Even um, Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. My husband turned me on to um, that book. Um, it's an audiobook if you ever want to look it up. Um, but, you know, so philosophy and religion has been a part of creation from the from the very beginning of time. And so um, the concept of gratitude then has a long and complex history. Why? Because, again, it's been part of religious and philosophical traditions in many cultures around the world, which is why earlier I said, hey, when you think of gratitude, I don't know what comes to mind for you because I don't know your background. I don't know your culture. But, you know, this concept really has a way of showing up differently and some for some the same. But there's elements of sameness somewhere. And the bottom line, this element of sameness is being able to give thanks or to be thankful. And so, you know, so these philosophers such as um, Aristotle, um, you know, he has his, um, what, should, what should I say, his, his sentiments on, on, on gratitude. And he says that it's necessary for human happiness, right? And I believe Aristotle, he's, um, he's Greek, right? It's in ancient Greece. So, you know, he, he, his, his, his sentiment on, on gratitude is that it's a virtue and, um, and that it's necessary for human happiness. I like how he, he coined human happiness, human before everything. 
because we are mortals, right? <laughs> we're not immortal, at least not yet, right? And so we're still living in this body. And, and, and when we're living in this body, we're going to face a lot of pain and suffering. I hate to say it, but hey, it's the truth. If you live long enough, you know that we can't escape that, even though sometimes I wish we could. So it's, you know, so it's, it's rooted, you know, traditions and religious traditions and philosophies have, you know, deep roots where um, gratitude is concerned. How about this other philosopher, um, Cicero? I always have a hard time pronouncing his name. He also wrote about the importance of gratitude. Um, and so what he, so his sentiments is that it's the greatest of all virtues. Can you believe that? You know, he says the greatest of all virtues. And as a matter of fact, he thinks it's the hub or the parent of all other virtues. And so, so in many religious, you know, traditions, um, whether it be Judaism or, you know, whether it be um, Christianity, um, whether um, it's, you know, from the Muslims, it, it, it you know, it, Buddhism, it doesn't matter. There is an element of gratitude in each of these religions to say it's necessary to give thanks and to be grateful regardless of the circumstances. And there's something that I stumble upon. It says that um, it's, it's a form of thanksgiving or a form of gratitude. Um, it's it's a it's in a Judaism the a prayer of Thanksgiving they call it the Berkat Hagamel Hagamel Berkat Hagamel. Now, I, I I'm sure I did a bad job pronouncing that, but the Berkat Hagamel is a it's a prayer of Thanksgiving, and it is said that it is recited after one has experienced a dangerous situation or survived an illness. Right? Wow. You know, I, I, I didn't even know that I was just doing some just some research on, you know, um, different cultures and how they express their gratitude. And this one caught my eye. And so in Judaism, a prayer of Thanksgiving is offered for Burkhat Hagamel. So I don't know in your culture or perhaps um, in your religious traditions, how do you give thanks? Do you practice it? Does it have meaning for you? Because let's be real. Like I work with persons that says, hey, you know what? I'm Jewish, but I don't practice that. I don't practice that. I don't practice, you know, I don't practice a lot of things. And, you know, when that's the case, especially when it comes down to pain and suffering, if you don't practice a lot of traditions um, around, um, you know, your faith or your expression of your faith, it can make the work much more difficult to move through. I've said this many times on this podcast, and I think I'll keep saying it because it's true. You know, your spiritual part of your life is one that needs to be developed so that when the pain and suffering comes, because it will, <laughs> uh, you need a vehicle to help to move that. And so gratitude then is that vehicle, right? In your spirituality, in your spiritual makeup um, or your spiritual constitution. I like to use that word from time to time, too, because that's what it is that helps us to move through. You know, as I mentioned this week, I have to admit it did help me. You know, I didn't want to. And here's the thing about that I have to declare is that although I have this tool, I have this spiritual expression, I didn't want to use it because in the face of the things that I was dealing with, I felt like, why is this happening in the first place? I don't know for you. Do you have do you take that position? I do. I'm like, why in the world? Especially when you know in, in your humanity. You and I, we've done this or we've done that to prevent certain things from happening. 
But as if we have lived long enough, we recognize that that's exactly what pain and suffering is. It, it's things that happen outside of the things that you cannot control. Let's continue talking about, you know, gratitude. So we didn't, we didn't mention Christianity. So Christianity then, in gratitude is often seen as a way to give thanks to God for blessings received, right? But there's a reverse on that. And so that's one way of expressing, you know, thanks to God. But also I mentioned Job, the book of Job last week. He also gave thanks, right? Even though his kids died suddenly. And I mean, he was experiencing excruciating pain, uh, physical pain. Whenever I reflect on Job, Job is a, a book in the Bible that I lean on a lot recently uh, because it really, Job, the book of Job, he expresses a range of emotion that's just like, I can't find the word right now. And I'm not a person that's a loss for words, but I mean, unspeakable, you know, pain. Um, but but he said that, you know, though though you slay me, yet will I trust you. That's hard. That's hard. And so he was given thanks in that way. And I believe in another part of Job, he said, can we accept good from the hand of God and not and not bad? And that's a hard position too. But his pain and suffering, he found meaning in his pain and suffering, and he did that through his gratitude. That's what I'm. That's what I'm recognizing um, from um, from a Christian um, perspective. That gratitude is not only seen as a way to give thanks to God for the blessings, but also, you know, giving thanks in the midst of right the pain and the suffering. So. When exactly did the concept of gratitude become more secularized? Actually, so secular meaning contemporary of the present time, right? So it moved away from just being religious or, you know, um, you know, being more philosophical or, you know, religious, moved away from, from, from those institutions, but more secularized, moved, moved to, you know, other people in society that are not necessarily religious or necessarily you know um, have affinity for any kind of um, philosoph philosophical way of thinking so it's just general then secularized general in general um, so this concept of gratitude then became open if you will in the 19th century and um, and then so now not only philosophers or religious people are you know are you know um, that's their you know forte so to speak but now psychologists and social scientists like myself, Right. Um, but I consider myself a Christian first. So but um, but social scientists and um, psychologists such as um, um, so William James, he is a philosopher and a psychologist. Right. And 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 other philosophers and psychologists like William James, they began to notice the importance of cultivating a habit of gratitude um, in their lives. And and so they began doing research on, on uh, you know, gratitude and on the benefits of gratitude. And, and it has shown that expressing gratitude can have a positive impact on mental health and your well-being. Well, look at that. So now it moved from, well, it started with religion and philosophy, right? We looked at some of the philosophers such as Aristotle, Cicero, you know, Marcus Aurelius, and many others, right? Even Gandhi, right? You know, uh, Mother Teresa, you know these um icons um in our time in, in in our time or in times past rather um so now we've moved away from you know religious and philosophical institutions or way of thinking now down to psychologists and you know social scientists and they got kind of curious right 
they didn't they didn't get judgy they became very curious i imagine that they become curious about their own lives too i mean because before they can even begin to talk to their patients about anything anything like that i imagine that you know they in their in in their own humanity they have their own sufferings and their own pain i'm pretty sure that they became curious about you know perhaps how gratitude can work for them right i mean they're they're not immortals they're mortals so you know the history of of gratitude there's a long history of gratitude and oftentimes in our time now in the here not a 21st century you know wherein hmm, these ancient concepts have become so secularized that um it's beginning to in some sense you know lose its i don't know its fervor lose its sacredness if you will and in in a time where you know we have like just a tremendous amount of loss and grief and just difficulties um i i don't know that people realize the value of gratitude and I, i'm going to put myself in there too i think we're so focused on i know we've become very materially focused in the 21st century very very materially focused i mean i find that people are more you know concerned about themselves um there's no real sense of community you know you can see this in the interactions just go through the mcdonald's line if you cut somebody people just cut you off you can't even ask for someone to you know let you cut into the line somewhere or if you're trying to cross over traffic if you put your indicator on people speed up <laughs> you can't even get into a proper space i mean people slam the door in your face i mean in other words people are very self-centered you know no one really thinks about the next person you know very um individualistic if you will i gotta get mine you know so you just go and get yours and we're all about consumption and we're not thinking about our neighbors we're not thinking about each other and so when, when we become like the very focused on self very egocentric then that's the word when things happen to us how can we be thankful because we really haven't really built relationships we haven't stayed connected um we really don't put the proper emphasis on things that are really important not so much the extrinsic things but the intrinsic things in life which is why you know this history this long history on gratitude is so important because the philosophers and the religious persons from before you know if you think about um uh, philosophical thinking like you know stoicism you know um so philosophy is about contemplating you know the way how to live one's life and stoicism is is a philosophical concept that talks that looks at you know not being reactive to things in life not concerned about consumerism but looking at the deeper things in life right that's another philosophy of thought um and so these philosophies really as uh Cicero says that gratitude is the parent of all philosophies you know he he's onto something there um so think about fast forward today how we have lost you know we've lost really focus on the deeper things of life we've become very consumer you know can become large consumers of just material things and not looking at the things that are more meaningful and so along the way you know gratitude then just gets lost in everything then no wonder why the research says that it's become so secularized because everything is just either material external nothing that's sacred inside nothing that's contemplative and so um here we are in the 21st century 
And in the 21st century, we have more mental health illness than ever before. I mean, you have now, now the research is showing that you have teen girls who um, are experiencing, you know, higher suicide rates than ever before. Um, you know, you have teenagers who are vaping more than ever before, smoking. Um, depression is high among teens, girls and boys, right? Uh, and, and so in this society where everything is fast paced, everything is right now, everything is, you know, everything has to be perfect all at once. I have to have this or I have to have that. There is no space for gratitude. You know, uh, there's no more delayed gratification about anything. There's nothing delayed. And so in the midst of this consumeristic kind of society, we're forgetting that pain and suffering also exists, right? So we have to take a look at, you know, where we're headed here. Where are we headed? What is happening? What are some things that have changed? Well, a lot of things have changed, right? A lot of things have changed. But one of the things that really continues, right, is that pain and suffering is a reality. So when we're not making room to build relationships, to continue with our connections, remember, pain and suffering doesn't go away. We just It's just that when pain and suffering comes, it just makes the other parts of our lives worse because we weren't building relationships. We weren't focused on things that are really important. And gratitude is a natural derivative when you make time for relationships, when you make time to connect when you make time to connect on the inside and not just the external things, because obviously, right, hardships will come. They will. But when they do come, where will you find yourself? So, you know, these philosophers, they're really onto something in terms of giving thanks. What are you giving thanks for? <laughs> what, what, what is there that you take the time to slow down to be thankful for? What is that? What is that? Who is that person? And so, you know, this history of gratitude, I think it, it really bears um, repeating over and over again. So it'll be a point of reference um, to go back to in the midst of, you know, whatever it is that you're struggling with. Or if you find yourself in a, in a, in a, in a, in a season where things are going well, it is still a healthy habit to practice is gratitude, right? Let's take a pause here. So I think I've talked a lot about um, the history of um, gratitude and take a look at the influencers of gratitude. Um, I can go on and on about the history of that, but I think you have a pretty good idea, you know, um, in terms of where it comes from and how long this concept has been around us and the different religious institutions or philosophers um, that have really expanded and helped this, this concept to evolve. Um, and in the 21st century, I might as well just close on this section of the podcast that, so today, how is gratitude practiced then? Or how should it be practiced? We're going to talk about that towards the end, but I want to kind of put this in here. So today, you know, a lot of people, because it's become so secularized, right? And this is, this is the part that kind of makes me nervous though, is that um, today, you know, gratitude is often associated not with so much philosophical or religious institutions, but it's more associated with like mindfulness practices. And, and that's okay too. I mean, I, 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 you know, I teach on that, you know, um, because that's a way of promoting mental health. And let's just face it, you know, a lot of us in 21st century, because, you know, this concept has become so secularized. Um, a lot of people don't go to institutions, um, don't go to church, you know. Um, in fact, religion has such um, a taboo on its name, unfortunately, based on, you know, um, much of, you know, history and prehistory. 
Um, so um, a lot of persons don't, you know, really have an affinity for, you know, philosophy. I mean, who picked up? I, I, I know my teens don't pick up a book on philosophy. Well, maybe Kyra does. Um, but, you know, our 21st century teen, they're not going to pick up a book on philosophy. You know, many adults are not going to pick up a book on philosophy. Let's just be honest there. So more or less, you know, it's, it's a good thing then that psychologists and social scientists really have gotten involved in the business of gratitude uh, because they have helped to provide a lot of research then um, on this, this, this concept. And it's the importance of it promoting, you know, well-being and mental health, right? And so, so pra- practicing mindfulness has now become um, a big part of our culture um, in terms of really, what should I say, um, making sure that um, this concept, you know, makes its way in instead of out. And so I, I guess I'm taking a position where it's secularized and to some degree it gets lost because of it being secularized. It, be- it becomes this thing where I guess you can do it. I guess you shouldn't. No, really, it, it's not It's not a suggestion. I'm making a statement, a bold statement. Why am I doing that? Because as I mentioned earlier, we're looking at, you know, suicide rates, depression rates among teens, you know. Um, we have the culture and time that we're living in now. It's just everything goes. We have a cancel culture. Adults, you know, parenting is hard. Um, adults are having, you know, um, financial difficulties, um, difficulty raising kids. I mean, it's just a barrage of things that really, really, really attacks your mental health. And so while um, persons perhaps not may not go to church or pick up a book, so mindfulness now, thankful, you know, thankfully to these researchers, you know, have made its way into our society, which again, I'm glad I'm taking a position here. Well, while I'm not liking the fact that it's so secularized because it can get lost uh, where persons can think, well, maybe it's good, maybe it's not. No, the research is clear that practicing mindfulness, which has now become a part of, you know, this concept of gratitude, that's like the quote unquote, that's the new spin on it. It really does help to bring about, you know, uh, a, 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 you know, a promoted well-being of, um, you know, mental health and you know, your psychological space. And so many people now practice gratitude and they do it in different forms. And I'll mention that now and we'll do it at again, the end, but cultivating um, um, a mindfulness um, attitude and, you know, around the concept of gratitude is really important. Um, You know, journaling is, is one way that now that, you know, mindfulness around the concept of gratitude is now, you know, you know, um, introduced into our times today. Um, and being able to express, you know, gratitude on a regular basis. And we're going to take a little bit more look at that um, in terms of why it's important. But I figured I'd close off this segment, you know, looking at the history of it and how it's now related now in our 21st century and different ways that practicing this this gratitude concept in different ways um, can continue to be helpful for us, right? What do you think about that? Did you know about Cicero and gratitude? Did you know about Aristotle and gratitude. Did you know a lot about that? Well, if you did not, then you heard it here tonight. So let's take a break. And what are we going to play next? You know, when we come back, I want to play um, Feelings by um, Chandler Moore. And he talked about, you know, how he experienced, he didn't quite call it depression, but when he was facing his own, his own pain and suffering, and how he how he got through it and i just want you to hear that but for right now we're going to play some more uplifting music and um, let me see what are we going to play let's see here you know what let's play the anthem tonight let's play fear is not my future how about that 
singing therapist if you ever come to my practice you know it's true if you're listening you're smiling because you know i do this all the time (laughs) ah i love this i do all right we're going to turn this down welcome back and let me just give a quick shout out to the persons on the podcast there is this person goes by the name of Cash. There's Lizzie. Uh, I don't know. I don't see a lot of names, but welcome to Healing of the Heart Podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. I really appreciate you. Uh, who else? Did I miss anybody? I, and there's some other screen names. I can't really pronounce them. I'm sorry, but thank you for joining. So let's continue. So yeah, the history of gratitude. Like I mean, you know what, in my practice, you know, we do a lot of um, work around gratitude, um, especially working with persons that, again, my work is trauma-based work. I'm a trauma therapist. And so, you know, at some point in the work, you know, we do weave in gratitude. It's necessary. We call that the front-loading piece. Uh, If we don't front-load and resource, uh, then where's the hope? Where's the resilience, right? And that's what gratitude does. It builds your hope. It builds resilience. Uh, because the brain has a way of telling you that there is no hope and that's not true. Um, and so it's important to, you know, look at, seriously take a look at gratitude and um, why. And so we're going to talk about that right now. Like look at some, the purposes of gratitude, but before the purpose is really, I'm going to talk about um, some stories of um, gratitude. Um, and um, And then that leads us right into, you know, Hopefully, as I said, I'm not making a suggestion. I'm making a strong statement because the research is clear. And I practice this every day that it works. Um, Even my own hardship this week, I practice that. And here's the thing about feelings. I got to say this. Feelings come and they actually want to pass. They really do. I teach this a lot in my work. You know, I usually parallel uh, feelings with clouds. Don't clouds come? And before you know it, they're gone. You know, uh, feelings really have a purpose. They are here to teach us something. Um, and so if we can listen and if we can apply gratitude, right, 
these feelings will go. They will, they will come and they will pass. But let's th- listen to Chandler Moore talk about his feelings. I think it's so powerful. Um, listen to hit what he says about feelings. And, uh, and let me know what you think. So here we go. Feelings. Feelings. I found myself in a place of sorrow. I found myself in a place of grief. And at first I didn't have language for it. All I knew was something was off. And I couldn't trace it back to any misstep I took. I couldn't trace it back to any thing that I've done that was like a consequence. I was just, my emotions were just, I had feelings. I was feeling a lot. Um, Whether it was pandemic stuff, something I've never even knew could happen, or whether it was um, relational uh, stuff that was just not working out, Friends just not ending, friendships not ending well. Or, um, but it was just my own personal brokenness, turmoil, inner, internal battle. I just had feelings, still have feelings. And what I realized is that there is a place in feelings where you can honor the Lord. I can have these feelings and he's not in heaven like hey get out of that get out of those feelings don't feel that um, he's not rushing me to get to a place that I'm not but he's he's not just in heaven but he's sitting with me in it in my tears in my confusion in my frustration um, in my questions he's sitting here um, present with me and I've realized and I've learned something about him in my feelings <laughs> that I may not have learned in the spirit per se. Um, I've learned something about him being the God of my emotions, the one who created me, um, that I may not have learned had I not been in this place. I've learned how to suffer with him. I think a lot of times before in my life, I've slipped into depression easier and slipped into a worldly grief easier because I've tried to suffer without him. But I've learned how to suffer with him. Through this process, I haven't been able to pray like I used to. I've learned how to suffer with him the fellowship, join him in the fellowship of his suffering. And that's what this album is. That's what these songs are. My process of lament, my process of suffering with him, being able to feel my feelings, but not lean on them. Father, I thank you for allowing me to have feelings. 
Wow. Oh my goodness. Chandler Moore from Maverick City. He recorded that. And, you know, if you had joined me at the beginning of the podcast, I was sharing how this week was so rough for me. And I, I made my disclosure. I am a human mother, wife. I am a human therapist. I walk in my humanity. And I love how this artist, he walked in his humanity. I mean, he's well known. You know, he writes a lot of songs. Everybody knows him. But yet he was so vulnerable to share um, his feelings. And, um, and he expressing gratitude in his feelings. He's thankful that he was able to suffer um, in a way that he felt close to his God and how he, he was able to pray and not, and not suffer without him, but suffer and go through his suffering with him. And as a result, you know, he has grown. He is able to, you know, pray more or feel closer, feel stronger, more confident. And I have to tell you, and one of the things that he said was, um, you know, he, before doing that, he used to push against that. Like, um, I don't want to suffer. He said it, if you listen carefully. But he said, I've learned to suffer with, not outside of, of God. And I was like, wow, right? And so um, I don't know your spiritual background or your expression, but I encourage you to cultivate that. Um, because, you know, again, you know, you will suffer. It's, you will suffer. I will suffer. Um, and this week I was pushing back against my suffering and my pain. In fact, I can be candid. I'm like, God, you know, why, why, you know, why do you allow this? This is something I worked hard, you know, for this not to happen or go this way. Why is that happening? And I became very cynical this week. I was angry and I, I recognized, whoa, I didn't judge myself. I, 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 you know, I practice what I teach. And I, I because I'm in my humanity, I recognize what was happening. I had to check judgment at the door and I had to, you know, sit with that. Um, and that's, and, and when you're able to sit with that, then you're able to let the emotions come and they pass. And that's when the gratitude can spring, as you heard from Chandler Moore. I don't know what you guys think about that. Send me a message, say something. Um, but then, so let's take a look at um, practicing gratitude um, in, in the midst of difficulty. You heard um, his 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 testimony, his his expression. I mean, he's a you know he's a known artist, and he went through. He said he didn't do anything wrong. Nothing, you know, it, it wasn't broken relationships. He just found himself in a place where, you know, he was just feeling disconnected. And there are times when we feel disconnected. Everything could be going great, and you still feel a sense of disconnect. Or obviously, when things are not going so great, you know, then you know definitely you feel it. You tend to feel that more. I mean, difficult circumstances can come. I mean, what are those? Um, it could be a loss of relationship or relationships. Um, it could be where um, you, you feel a sense of, I can't get close to people because every time I allow myself to get close to people, people leave, right? It could be where um, you're changing, you know, um, unhealthy habits to he healthy habits. And as a result, it's causing isolation in your life. I see this all the time in my work. And then we have to, you know, we have to, you know, cultivate, you know, better ways of being and learn how to vet and how to create healthier relationships. So, you know, disruptions in our relationships can cause us um, to have difficulty. And in those moments, it's hard to give gratitude. It's hard to feel to give thanks. I mean, you know, I'm going to give thanks. It's hard to do that when you're losing relationships or as, as I've been like belaboring the point, it's hard to be to be grateful in the midst of, you know, grief and loss. Like what's there to be thankful for? Seriously. 
It's hard. These are hard human topics to talk about, but we can talk about them. We can work through them. Uh, maybe financial circumstances. And this is, this is a part where I struggle with in my work sometimes, you know, because I work with women, women who have gone through domestic violence circumstances. Their finances are not where it needs to be so they can move through, you know, and, um, you know, thank goodness I, I wasn't just an overnight therapist. I've done, you know, I've done community social work. So I know how to work with women to help to lead them to resources and um, points of safety to help them to rebound in their lives. But this is always a very difficult topic because um, when, it, when it's in front of me, because, you know, how do you help someone to move from an unsafe place to a safe place and finances are involved? And so, I mean, how do you give thanks in that? These are some real things, right? And lately I've come across that. In the last year or so, I've worked with a few women that have gone through that. So, I mean, practicing um, gratitude when when things are difficult or stressful situations, it's not easy. And what is there to give thanks for? What, right? So let's talk about what you how you can practice gratitude um, when things are difficult. So you might want to get a pen and paper out for this because this is really serious. And if you were sitting on my couch, I would have you do the same thing, like. Anyone who works with me, you know, I do this because <laughs> I always say to, some, to, to the women and, and girls and the few men that I work with, hey, you know, the change you seek does not take place within this treatment schedule. It doesn't. This is just like the prep, the preparation. But the change you really seek takes place outside of this, this office, outside this podcast. It's true. So now this extends or applies to you. So you might want to write this down because you know what? If it's not marked, if it's not, you know, called out, then it's not going to be dealt with, right? So you might want to get a pen or paper on this one. So here's some tips for practicing gratitude when it's hard to do so. And I always say to myself, when I'm sitting in my chair in my office, guess what? This goes for me first. And I mean it. Because remember, I'm human first, right? Yes. So focus on small things. Even when things feel overwhelming. And let me tell you, <gasps> this week it has been. You know, they're often small things that we can be grateful for. I think I, I mentioned that this morning, this morning when I got up, I'm like, man, it's beautiful outside of my daughter's soccer game. I can feel the wind on my face. And I smiled. I was like, look at that. I even forgot my sweater. I was a little chilly this morning. And my daughter said, mom, you can have mine. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's okay. I really thought I had my jacket in the truck. I didn't. But anyway, it was just nice to feel that breeze, that, that nice spring breeze in Florida. Right. So try to focus on a lot of things, you know, that bring you some joy or comfort. I love my coffee, maybe a warm cup of tea or a phone call with a friend. Those simple things. Again, not consumeristic kind of deal, like going shopping. And those things are external and those are very, very temporary. It's hard to kind of internalize buying an outfit versus having a warm cup of tea or just looking at nature and taking that in. Uh, practice self-compassion. Um, I have a podcast on um, self-compassion. You probably should listen to that. Um, when we're going through a tough time, it can be easy to beat ourselves up. As I said, I'm working with someone with grief right now. One of the things I come across with grief is people often feel guilty, like they didn't do enough for their loved ones. And when you peel the layers back, it's just not true. You know, when, when grief hits, it's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of trauma to the brain. You can't think straight. You did the best you could. So, you know, even without with ourselves, we feel like, oh, we should have done this. You know, that is not the time. 
it's not the time then to beat up on yourself for, for, for not feeling like you could do something better or greater. No. How about you, you, you remind yourself that, you know what? Offer yourself self-compassion. I did the best that I could in that moment. You know, remind yourself that. And as Chandler Moore said, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. He said, it's okay to have feelings. I love that. Like, I so love, and he's a guy talking like that. You know, talk about gender expression. Talk about how men can't say how they're feeling. Lies. Lies. All lies. All lies. And the few men I've worked with, I've seen men cry. It's the most powerful thing I've seen in my life and in my career to see grown men cry. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? So Chandler Moore says, it's okay to feel the way you do. And he, and he said, you know, you know, it's okay to suffer with God. I don't have to suffer without him. That one hit me, right? Uh, keep a gratitude journal that I'm deliberate about. And I have to be honest, there's some nights I'm so tired, I don't do it. But for the most part, and it's, about, it's not about perfection. You often hear me say on this podcast that, you know, growth is not linear. It's, it's, just, it's just progress, little by little over time. I mean, there's no prize here, but there's your peace. How about that? There's no prize, but your peace. I should write that down. Write down things you're grateful for each day. It's important. You know what? I was teaching this this week too. You know, we're co-creating our lives. I was telling my daughter this too. You're co-creating. You know, you have a free will. What you focus on, you will create that. That's not a lie. That is science. You know, some people say, oh, that's not spiritual. Well, you know what? Believe it or not, spiritual work is science too. I mean, come on, where did science come from? You think we created science? No, it's been before us, all right? So we're co-creating our lives. It's so serious, right? So remember to write down the things that you're focused, that you're thankful for because you'll be more focused on those things. So do a gratitude journal, right? Focus on the positive, even if, matter of fact, let me change that, especially when you're going through a hard time. You know, I have my, my um, affirmation alarm. I think I've mentioned it here. Everyone in my practice community, all the women and all the girls and the men, and if you're listening to the podcast and now you guys are smiling because you know what I'm about to say, they all have a, a, an alarm affirmation like I do. My, my affirmation alarm goes off at 1250, 10 o'clock in the morning that says, I accept the best and with God's help, I will have the best. Every morning at 10 o'clock. At 12.50, my other alarm goes off about my personal affirmations about my life, right? That I am strong. I am meant to be here. Those kinds of things. And then at 3 o'clock again, my affirmation alarm goes off. So you probably want to set that up too. And let that go off. And it's going to come up, on, especially on days when you find yourself really, really low, right? When those um, you know, um, judgments want to kick up. When your alarm goes off, you repeat your affirmations out loud to help your mind to co-create the life that you really want and that was really made for you in the midst of your pain and your suffering. Because I remember, they're going to come. You can't stop that. All right. Here's the next thing. Express gratitude to others. Uh-huh. This is, I love this. Oh my gosh. I love this. You know, in my office is a sign on the back of my window that says, love is spoken here. Yes. When people walk in, they're shocked. They're like, you're a therapist. You have that. Yeah, I do. Because love is spoken here. It's in my work and it's how I talk to you. It's how I treat you. That's love. Yes. And they're like, I've never seen that. Well, you see it here, right? Expressing, I express to, 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 to the people I work with, you know what? You privilege me. You could have sat on any other therapist's couch, but you sat on mine. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't take that for granted. 
You could have called anywhere else, but you chose to come here. Yeah. Expressing gratitude to to your kids, to your, you know, your friends, my neighbor across the street, she loves to give us food. I love that. I need to give her some eggs, by the way. You know, when you express gratitude, it shifts. It's a powerful shift to your perspective and it really lifts our mood, especially when we're giving ourselves to other people. So consider reaching out to someone you're grateful for. Tell them, tell them. Oh my gosh, I love that. How about this? Seek support. You know, it's okay to ask for help when you're struggling to feel grateful. We ask for help for different things, right? Um, I don't know. How is it we don't ask for help when we're struggling with feeling grateful? Let's normalize that tonight. You know, consider reaching out to a friend, uh, maybe a family member, not necessarily blood. I think I've covered it on this podcast, you know, infant ad nauseum. It's not always about blood because persons sometimes in our families don't understand us. They don't get us. All right. But maybe, maybe, maybe it's an old school friend or old teacher. I don't know. Or someone like me, a mental health professional for support and guidance. And here's the thing about that. Remember, practicing gratitude is a skill that takes time and effort. Let's just face it. You know, some of us didn't grow up having grandmothers like me that taught me how to pray and how to give thanks. Some of us didn't grow up like that. You know, we don't have that point of reference. We don't have that, what I call this object, right? We don't have that. And it's okay to struggle with it at times. There's always an opportunity to learn and grow. You heard what Chandler Moore said. It's okay. It really is okay. It is okay, right? It's okay. So we're going to pause for another two minutes. And when I come back, we're going to talk about the benefits of doing all those things that I just suggested, right? And stated. So let's, let's do another funky song. We're going we're gonna to play Shine Again. I like this one. Um, um, it's another Caribbean funky song. I like it a lot. And like I said, when we come back, we're going to look at the benefits of doing um, these um, gratitude practices. Let's, t- let's play Shine Again. Yes, that. Yeah. But all this accomplishment, uh, I really wish my brother and sister was here to see how far they've been going to make it. All of my fallen soldiers, all of my friends, are gone. To everyone out there who's going through a hard time in life, just remember, no matter how hard time gets, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do. They're going to shine again. Don't forget. Life comes with ups and downs. We got the answer to the end. Somebody broken on me. Come on, guys, move your shoulders on this one. Snap the fingers on this one. Like no one to call. No one can lend me a cent. I love this one. I just pray to the most army. I turn and say, holy, holy. You've been gracious to me. I like this one. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. All right. Let's look at now the benefits of gratitude. All right. Number one, obviously, it increases happiness, right? Um, And, you know, that's important to increase happiness. I mean, when your immune system is depressed, um, you get sick, all right? 
So think about gratitude as a way of boosting your immune system, like literally. Um, it boosts positive emotions and increases feelings of happiness and well-being. Um, I don't like the word happiness so much as I as I I prefer contentment because happiness is fleeting. I mean, anyone can feel I feel happy, but no more a sense of you know uh, feeling settled, feeling stable, feeling grounded. That's the word. That's a therapist word. Feeling grounded, um, you know, um, is an important benefit of practicing you know gratitude. Um, how about getting better sleep? It helps you improve. So, for example, meditation is a mindfulness practice. When you're doing you know, when you're doing your journal at night, gratitude. I I'm even stating here that while you're doing your, your gratitude journal at night, do some meditation after that. After you finish writing, you're emptying out the brain, what you're thankful for, add some meditation to that. Do some breath work, right? It improves your quality of sleep and your duration of sleep, helps you to sleep longer. Now, nothing happens overnight, guys. So this takes practice. And remember I said earlier, be patient with yourself. But the more you do this nightly, you're going to see an increase in the quality of your sleep and the duration of your sleep. And of course, it improves your relationship. You're not a whiner or you don't, you're not negative all the time. And let's just face it, nobody wants to be around someone negative, which is why it's important to be, you know, to have gratitude, to be able to talk about how you feel, but also over time you have more expressions for gratitude. And that will, you know, strengthen your relationships by, you know, uh fostering positive feelings and increasing feelings of social support, right? And let's face it, gratitude reduces stress. Oh my goodness, I just talked about that the first part. You know, it really improves your immune system. And so when you're when you have a lot of cortisol, you know, anxiety from being depressed and 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 not being able to be grateful or thankful, um, it, it really does really cause you to have all these other ailments going on. So gratitude has a way of reducing your stress by promoting feelings of calm and relaxation, which is why I stated earlier at night when you're doing a gratitude journal, add some meditation to that. You know, there are lots of videos on YouTube that teaches about meditation and breath work. Right. And of course, here's another big one. It improves physical health. Gratitude is linked to a range of physical health benefits, including lowering your blood pressure. My mom, she teases me now. I'm practicing mindfulness. My mom is 67. Okay. And I've been trying to tell her this for a long time. So in the last month or two, I'm practicing mindfulness. She's probably listening to me tonight laughing. And again, like I said, it improves immune function and reduce inflammation. Gratitude also helps to build resilience. I alluded to that earlier and it promotes, you know, it promotes the ability to bounce back from adversity. I touched on this in, in the last podcast talking about grief and loss, but gratitude is one of the most important mindfulness practices that you can do, especially if you're going through grief and loss. I cannot stress that enough. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. You need some support on grief and loss? Listen to the last podcast. It's pretty, it's pretty important. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty in depth. Um, and again, gratitude also increases empathy and compassion for others. When we have compassion for others, I mentioned this way at the beginning, how we need to build relationships because you know what? Strong communities, strong families, you know, really thrive on, you know, healthy interdependence on each other. So it's not about consumerism. It's not about buying this thing or that thing, but it's being able to build these healthy relationships. So when the hardships come, we can actually reach out for others. And they can reach out to us and we can have this real deep sense of gratitude for ourselves and for each other. So overall, practicing gratitude can have a powerful impact on your well-being, on my well-being. It improves our relationship, our physical health, and our emotional resilience. And let's just face it, we need that more and more and more today. Would you agree with that? I think you would. Oh my gosh, let me give you guys a round of applause tonight. 
for just working with me through gratitude and really making a big deal about it. A big deal about gratitude. And I really hope I, I connected with you tonight. You know, in my work, I always end by saying, you know, what was most important for you today? Or what did you connect with? You know, what are you leaving with? So I'll leave those questions with you too. You know, did I connect with you? Um, what was important for you in gratitude in our discussion, our talk tonight? Um, what are you leaving with? I don't know, any or all of those questions. Maybe you should journal that tonight. I think it'll be important. Maybe send me a message and let me know um, what was important for you tonight with this topic. And we're gonna close out our, our, our evening with I'll Shine Again. We're gonna play that. And I thank you so much. And oh, here's a good time to tell you this. Um, We'll come back again in two weeks, and I'm going to have two amazing guests from my practice community on um, the podcast, and we're still working out the title of it. <laughs> They're probably listening tonight. Um, we're working out the, what to call it, but it's two amazing, amazing women from the, from the New Beginning Healing Institute. I've worked with them in the past, and they've listened to this podcast, and they said, no, I want to come on the podcast. I want to talk. They want to talk about their growth and you know, how they have worked through um, their own um, mental health disruptions and they just want to share. And I'm so grateful for that. They offered, I'm like, you know what, why not? I'm pretty certain that you can really help a lot more people than I can with your own stories. So yeah, so be listening for that. And I'll be posting more about um, these two women coming up next week, actually. And again, thank you for joining me this evening and for supporting Healing of the Heart. And let's see, anything else? Oh, yeah. So we have our Women's Connection um, Collective coming up on the 18th. Um, go to Eventsbrite. Um, it's it's a pretty much a free group, unlike our you know self-esteem empowerment group. Um, this group is a donation um, group. And so a, a lot of times what happens that we have found is that when women are getting healthier and better, they need to have you know healthier relationships and they want to continue on. So we have formed this group to help women to continue to form, you know, healthier relationships and bonds. And so this group is a continuation from our women, women's empowerment group. And so it's going to be the 18th on Benny's on the beach coming up next week, Saturday. We're pretty excited about that. I mean, it's, it's, oh my gosh, it's really cool guys. So go on to events bright page and you can um, register for that, for that group, for that one. So once again, thank you for listening this evening. We're going to rock out to uh, shine again and uh, I'll see you next time. Yeah, stop. Yeah. But all this accomplishment, uh, I really wish my brother and sister was here to see how far they've been going to make it. All my fallen soldiers, all of my friends are gone. Everyone who there who going through a hard time in life, just remember, no matter how hard time gets, you know, tough times don't last, but people do. I'm gonna shine again. Don't forget. I will shine again. Life comes with ups and downs. We got the answer to the end Somebody broke in on me house and give me money now me can't bear it Seems like it's no one to call No one can lend me a cent I just pray to the most high And turn and say Holy, holy Hallelujah In all my life I put my trust in you, Jack